Welcome everyone to Greencast. This is a podcast that brings practicality to being sustainable. Presented to you by the Waukesha County Green Team. Your hosts are myself, Alec Lapoitevin. And me, Laura Lauks. This week on Greencast, we welcome in Alex, who is the owner of Albel Salon in Wales. Alex started his career in the beauty industry while still in high school working at a beauty supply store. He apprenticed at a well-known local salon and completed his cosmetology certificate at Waukesha County Technical College. He has had the opportunity to train with some of the best in the industry. Ongoing education training and keeping up with the style trends is the key to his success. He also has a strong passion for the environment with hopes to inspire those around him to live more sustainably. Alex opened El Bell Salon in the spring of 2013, naming it after his children Elliot and Arabelle. Since then, his family has grown with the addition of another son, Adam. And this conversation was quite eye-opening for myself. I had no idea what goes into salons and all of the environmental implications of them, so I hope it is as interesting and educational for you as it was for me. Enjoy the episode. So let's just start with what is your background and how long have you been at the salon? Yeah, so I started doing hair um, professionally in 2004 when I was 21, and I'm 37 now, so 16 years. Um, I started out at Nevada Concept Salon in Delafield, Wisconsin, and then I worked at a couple other salons. And in 2013, I opened Albell Salon in Wales. So 16 wow. years in the business and, you know, a few hair shows and stuff through the years and it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Are you the only stylist there? No, um, we have, um, me and Tiffany, um, and we had a couple other stylists, but during the pandemic, they decided to go off Mm -hmm. on their own, Mm -hmm. um, which is understandable. They're in a smaller space and it's just them and their customer, one person at a time. Mm. Um, it seems like an odd time, but I think, you know, they, it was good for them. You know, they don't have a lease or anything like that right now because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So We've had some yeah. growing pains with it, but it's been fine. Yeah, nice. So let's start with what traditional salons are, you know, normally what their impacts are. So what what kinds of environmental impacts have you seen traditional salons have? Yeah, there is a lot of um, waste. I mean, we have hair waste, we have foils, we have color um, that we're mixing, um, a lot of it's going down the drain mm-hmm. um, and the impacts of what's going down the drain, we don't know. I mean, so um, color has a lot of ammonia and a lot of other things in it um, that could potentially be hazardous to the environment, but we don't, you know, I don't know the ins and the outs of that. So um, it's just a lot of garbage and a lot of, I'm sorry about the dogs, a lot of garbage, <laughs> just a lot of garbage. <laughs> Uh, yeah. almost almost everything goes in the garbage if we put foil in the hair it goes in the garbage if the color doesn't go down the drain it gets scraped into the garbage um the color tubes that have been um used are contaminated the uh they're usually foil or metal tubes that go in the garbage mm-hmm. um so hair goes in the garbage yeah so even the hair does yeah i mean once in a while at other salons that i've worked at in the past um the hair will go um, sometimes somebody will collect it for a garden or something like that, but that's very yeah. rare. And it was kind of a big deal to be taking the garbage, um, taking the hair and putting it in a separate garbage can for a day for somebody that wanted it for their garden to keep the deer out or to fertilize it or whatever. Wow. Yeah, I guess I never even thought about how much trash, yeah, but-, but it's kind of it's kind of similar to like um, a hospital or doctor's office, right? Yeah. Where everything yeah. has to be single use. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we, there are small things, you know, like capes, we obviously don't throw away every time. Mm -hmm. There's a small strip that goes around the neck. Um, We use fabric, um, but sometimes salons will use a small piece of paper and that's pretty minor. Um, Mm -hmm. Gloves. Another thing is gloves. Um, Every time we do color, we have gloves. So we don't want to, and it's not that we're afraid of getting anything. We're just trying to keep our hands from getting stained. Um, So gloves is a huge part of the trash we use yeah. or that we create. And then in the, if, if a salon has a spa or does waxing, all the wax goes in the garbage as well. Oh, so, wow. so there's a strip and then there's like a polymer wax um, that goes in the garbage. 
I know Aveda, um, even 16 years ago, some of their wax was decomposable, um, but it, it doesn't mean that it didn't go in the trash <laughs> into the landfill and was decomposing in the landfill. Not <laughs> Nobody was starting a compost pile out back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a lot of different ways. So you've got the waste. Um, I mean, it sounds like mostly waste. Is there any, um, like, water or energy implications as well? In a traditional salon, um, yeah. they're... they're probably is. I mean, we're running a lot of electricity. You know, the electricity portion of our bill is pretty high and water is a huge thing. I mean, we're using a ton of water. We're rinsing hair all the time. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but I think, I think the big, the big thing that is noticeable is trash. I mean, you know, restaurants, we know they use a lot of water, but we know that they have a lot of food waste, you know, so we have a lot of trash at the salon. Um, I think in, in a traditional setting, um, at a traditional salon, I think they would be recycling for the plastic um, bottles, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. Everything else went in the trash. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So on a on a happier note here, yeah. How, yeah, well, how do you guys combat that specifically yeah, so, with all the waste? Yeah. So we we use um, Green Circle Salon, and um, Green Circle Salon is a subscription service that we use. I guess we pay monthly. And there's different ways for us to pay. And it's just for salons. Um, we, we pay monthly per customer. So um, we had an estimate, but now with the pandemic, we do a monthly count. So they've been able to kind of scale that program for us to keep it more fair, I guess, because of what we're doing now with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so we pay a monthly subscription and they send us boxes and then we send them garbage. So we have multiple waste baskets. Um, we have single use items, which, um, was gloves and wax strips and those go to an incinerator and they incinerate them and they make sure that they're collecting the fly ash and whatever other bad things could be going out the chimney. And they store that with, um, they store that in containers. Um, so it's much smaller than having a big thing of garbage. And then the ash that isn't, um, hazardous, they mix in with, um, they send it off to be mixed in with aggregate and concrete. Um, Mm. and the same thing happens with all of our PPE. So now we have a separate bin for all of the masks and some salons have used single use capes and gloves and wipes that we use. Um, we're wiping the, down the chairs between every customer. Um, so all of that goes into a PPE bin and then that's, I think, put in quarantine. When we ship it out, it goes into quarantine, and then it goes into the incinerator, um, and then mixed into the concrete. Okay, got it. So you are working with more of a, a waste to energy type model now. Yes. So uh, yeah, we collect everything, and then we send it to Green Circle Salon, and then they they are a facility that recycles it and does what does what they need to do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I probably could have answered that question a little bit better. We use Green Circle no. Salon, period. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's really interesting to hear about everything that, that is included in that because it's a lot that you don't normally think about. Yeah. Just thinking yeah. about all the different yeah. pieces that you have to go through. Yeah. So then so then we have one for um, color tubes. So then we, we try mm-hmm. to get every bit of color out of the tubes and then that's aluminum, but it's contaminated aluminum. And then all of the foils that we put into hair, that's aluminum, but it's contaminated aluminum. So those go together, um, and that metal is contaminated metal, but we bag it, and we push it down into as small of a space as we can, and we put that in the box. Um, and we ship out a box a month, usually, um, just mm-hmm. really try to compact it down. Um, and th- that just is regular recycling, but they have the ability to clean it as they recycle it. Uh, I'm trying to think of, I'm just seeing my bins in the salon in my memory. So then there's yeah. a hair bin. So then we. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. So then the hair is another thing that's collected, um, and I mean it was the goal of this was to to get it out of the landfill and find a use for it. So the hair lets off a lot of methane when it um, decomposes. So mm-hmm. the hair is taken and they put it in big nylon um, stockings, like booms that they use to soak up oil. Oh. It, um, yeah. So when there's a accidental oil spill, they can soak up oil out of water with the hair. 
No um, way. Yeah. And then they can squeeze it out and they can use it multiple times. I think it might be three to five times. I don't know exactly. So then they soak up the hair, kind of wring it out or soak up the oil, wring it out, soak up the oil, wring it out. And then when it's met its max use, again, goes to the incinerator, you know, trying to capture any fly ash or any negative toxins that get stored. The regular ash goes to be mixed with aggregate um, into concrete. Yeah. So it's, we try to every, every piece. So we have a small bag of trash a week, like a kitchen size bag of trash a week is what all we have at the salon. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love the idea of using the hair, but like using it again before it's even used for energy. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they're actually working on, um, because it, cause it releases methane, right. When it decomposes uh-huh. and there is carbon that is released when it's being made into energy, when it's being incinerated. So, um, they are working, I think with Virginia tech, um, I'm not sure, but I think it's Virginia tech, um, to make out plastic. So then the waste bins that we're saving all of our hair and all of our foil and all of our single use items and our PPE, all of those bins that we have in the salon are just traditional bins, but eventually we'll be able to buy bins that are made from hair. What? Yeah. Wait, say that again? So Virgi- <laughs> yes. So, so Virginia Tech is using, they're, they're, they're developing technology and it, they're probably mixing it with some plastic. Uh-huh. To, so then they would make bins out of hair. So they would use the hair and I don't know what the process is. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> so then they would use that to make a plastic like material. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So eventually we'll probably have at least one to show off. Right. Of course. I don't know that we're going to replace all of our bins um, because that's not, I mean, I'm kind of like, people always say like, what about this product that I'm using? What do you think of it? And I was like, it's already here. It's already in your cabinet. The best thing to do is to use it. You know, like it's not just like, don't just dump it down the drain. So we're not going to throw away all of our bins, but we're definitely, as they need to be replaced, hopefully these hair bins hair plastic bins will be available and we'll buy them and replace them. Right. Yeah. Wait until something is gone. And then when you need to replace it, you can upgrade it to something a little bit better. Yeah. Wow. So the bins right now, those are all durable. Um, They're not, those aren't single use either. No, the bins are not single use. Um, We, so they're, um, they sent us cardboard boxes that we could use as bins. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, we just use, we have them like in the back where we collect it all, um, but they're not out where we see them in the salon. So we just have some plastic Ikea bins with clear bags mm-hmm. in them because they need to know what's, what's up when they get the bag. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> when they, or when they get the box, you know, then there's all of these bags. Mm-hmm. So there's usually a hair bag, a foil metal bag, a single use bag with all the wax strips. Um, the PPE is sent separately. And then we have a, a bin in our kitchen with a heavy bag, like a hot, like a plastic bag that's thicker. Mm-hmm. And all of the color, we don't scrape any color down the sink. We scrape it all into there. Oh, wow. Does that go into the waste to energy as well? Yeah. Or? So then we put, the, that's, that's the last bag on top. And it goes into a, like a yeah. giant Ziploc. And um, they try to get the water out, you know, and then that clean water goes into the water system. And then the rest is again um, incinerated. Wow, yeah, that's incredible. And this is all one company who's this is one company with facilities. So I think it started in Canada. Um, my rep is out of Canada, and our waste goes to Chicago. There's a facility in the Chicago area that can um, handle it. Do you mean that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's four four thousand salons across North America. And 16, they, they say 16,000 waste warriors is what they call them. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask how common this is. So 4,000 across America yep. are using this, this system. Yep. Salons. Yep. And there's partnerships with um, all, a lot of major brands, all the major brands. If you go to Green Circle Salon, um, it might be greencirclesalon.com or just Google Green Circle Salon and you can find salons. There's a directory there. Um, so if, if you're in Milwaukee and you're not going to come to see me in Wales, which is great, you can find a salon in Milwaukee that does this. Um, you can find, there's a salon in Waukesha that does this. I know, um, they use the same brand that we do. Um, 
and sometimes we'll do partner classes together. That's really cool that there's a um, there's a way to look this up because we do have a couple of out of state listeners. Um, so if you're not from the you know Wales or even Waukesha area, there's a directory that you can look up. Yep. That's really cool. So that takes care of all of your waste. Do you have any processes um, that look at your energy or cleaning or specifically products? Yeah. So um, our we use Davinas for our main product line in the salon, um, and we use Comfort Zone Skincare, which is made by Davinas, and they're an Italian company, and they are all about sustainability. And not just sustainability as far as like carbon and the environment, but they're a B certified company. They're mm. supporting businesses that are using sustainable practices um, in farming. They're paying them fair wages. There's a huge push to get all of their sources. Um, I don't know what what the word is. I'm losing my words. So that they know where the where the whatever is coming from the pomegranate seeds they know where they're coming yeah. from they okay, know like supply train supply chain tracing yes um so there's a new piece of the line i think it's 99 percent um a shampoo that's 99 percent traceable ingredients there's, oh, there it is wow. and then there's another um, piece of skincare that's it's up there too it's in the 90s for traceable ingredients and then um as they move forward they're 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 transferring to this model of, you know, not just sustainable, not just carbon neutral. I mean, they were carbon neutral packaging seven years ago, probably. Oh my gosh. Yes. Ahead of the curve. They're way ahead of the curve. And now they're talking about restorative practices. And um, so they're doing things, they're using waste from, actually, I said pomegranate. So they're using pomegranate peel and pomegranate seeds in some of their skincare. Um, and it's a, it's from an organic pomegranate juice facility. So they're taking their waste and using it, um, in their skincare. Wow. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of, they're kind of crazy. I mean, but it's, but they're crazy good. I mean, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's very intense. Yeah. So, and then it's interesting because in the salon, you know, we're just, we're just trying to make people beautiful. We're just trying to make them feel good. You know, I had a woman that sat down in my chair the other day and she was like, this is the first thing I did. And she was smiling and she started to cry. (laughs) And it was just like, this is the first normal thing I've done. You know what I mean? Like I'm having my groceries delivered and I'm, you know, so, you know, we're just doing our thing. But when we do get to share, I mean, we have a captive audience. We have this person in our chair. We try to talk about like, okay, like we have this new skincare. We're excited about it. and and you know, sometimes people aren't always receptive to a conversation about carbon or about um, global warming. You know, somehow that's become controversial. Yeah. So um, we can talk about sustainability and we can talk about restorative. And they're like, well, what does that mean to be restorative? And it's like, well, they're they're trying to, to make the soil richer by doing what they're doing at the farms. So they're supporting farmers that are using, you know, heirloom ingredients so that they are preserving their culture and they're preserving their soil. <laughs> and it sounds like this great fairy tale, fairy tale thing that's happening in Italy, but it's happening in Wisconsin too. Yeah. And if people are open and receptive to that conversation, then um, we can talk about, you know, Dodge County is becoming a no-till county. And what does that mean? You know? Yeah. It, wow. So, 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 so what, what percentage of your clientele are like, oh, um, aware, aware <laughs> or yeah, you know, start off with aware, but then how many of them are, um, accepting of the conversation if you bring it up? I mean, I, I would say they have to be accepting to the conversation cause it's not free. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we pay to do this. Um, yes. so uh, there's a, um, piece that you want of the conversation we wanted to have about what's the return on investment. Yep. Well, for me, um, it's it's the right thing to do. And I think that's what Davanas is doing. They're doing some of the things because it's the right thing to do. But at the same time, there's a cost to it. And so um, their Green Circle Salon, the recommendation is that, the, that you would charge um, all your color clients or all your hair clients a, a buck or two bucks. Um, and I didn't like that because I was like, well, what about the wax customer? They're not paying anything. <laughs> 
And mm. what about, you know, like, or, or just charge the color service people because they have more waste. And it's like, well, what about the haircut? We're, we're taking care of their waste too. So we put a 3% tax on, like a, a 3% fee. So it comes out as a secondary tax on services. So people are like, wait a minute, you know, and we, and we put posters up and said, hey, we're starting this program. You're paying 3%. This is what it's for. Yeah. Um, so everybody's accepting of it. You know, we're transparent about what we're charging them. But I would say um, most people are like, no big deal. Like, I mean, nobody's complained about it. Everybody's pretty accepting of it. So, and then maybe 50% of people are like, wow, that's really great. Like, you're doing... Oh, yeah. 50%. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But I, I mean, it, we're, we're having the conversation with them because we're taking a little extra money from them. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're kind of forcing the conversation on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. It's not, but you, it sounds like you haven't had any major pushback. No, about it. no, not at all. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. it, we're just trying to be good stewards of the earth. I mean, that's, <laughs> we're not, you know I mean, we're trying to make them beautiful and keep the world beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty, um, People that want to come to us want to come to us. Do you mean they're they're asking for a service? Um, It's not like you're getting a new furnace and we're like adding a fee on or something. (laughs) Or, you know, like you're at the auto parts store and they tell you your brakes are going to be 300, but it's going to be 350 because of the waste. I mean, yeah. It just, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. uh, Piggybacking on the ROI conversation. So, so do you find that your expenses for waste hauling, you know, not having to pay for the waste hauling kind of offset the new services or is that completely funded by the 3% uh, fee? It's, it's completely funded by the 3% fee. Um, there's been months when we've been a little bit ahead. There's been months that we've been a little bit behind because we mm-hmm. pay an estimated number of clients. Um, and now that has been adjusted and I haven't been really good about going in and, and entering how many customers we had for the month. So I've just been paying for our regular monthly, um, you know, eco fee kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's based on an average number of customers that we see in a month. Yeah. Okay. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So other salons have chosen to do the, so we're, we're a little bit unique in the percentage. Um, and I just did the math, um, but other salons will do the $2 on, on chemical services or 50 cents on a haircut and a dollar 50 on chemical services. And the idea is that if they bring in more revenue than what they're spending, the hope would be that they would use that to then do something more positive for the environment. You know, right. They could just, pocketed I guess there's nobody holding them to that (laughs) um but the idea isn't to make money the idea is to do what's right to yeah to pay for the service yeah yeah so in your in your focus on waste here have you been able to reduce any of your waste on the front end so instead of just figuring out where it goes at at the end have you been able to reduce um your you know supplies or services or you know purchasing it in the first place yeah, no, yes and no. I mean, I think from from the beginning of what we opened, you know, seven years ago, from the beginning, it was, you know, we wanted to make sure we were recycling. I mean, it was kind of part of why I picked and was gravitated towards Davinas. Um, You know, simple things like having a color scale, we weigh our color and keeping records um, like, okay, I mixed this many grams of color and I threw away color. Do you mean so next time mm-hmm. mix less? So mm, we yeah. weigh so we weigh our color, um, which can give us a really um, accurate amount. Yeah, that we're using, and then we keep record of it. So, yeah, we definitely try to always. I mean, it's it's just any business we're going to reduce what we're using because it costs money. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've been working on some waste reduction stuff at work, and it's really amazing thinking, I work in manufacturing. So in terms of our waste, when you throw something away, you're actually paying for it three times in terms of manufacturing. You're paying for the material, you're paying to manufacture it, you're paying for that energy 
to you know shape the material and then you're paying for somebody to take away the waste yeah so I, it's been really eye-opening to me to think about how to reduce how to reduce the material on the front end in order to just not throw it away in the first place. And it yeah. sounds like you guys, by tracking it and having that data are also, you're able to think about it a little bit more and reduce it on the front end. Yeah. And um, I hate to like keep on saying how great they are, but they are really great. Davinas is really great. So initially <laughs> when we started the program, um, there was a $330 like registration free. So it kind of sets everything up. They kind of, go through and evaluate how many customers you have and you know um they kind of do an education process for you and your staff to be like okay we're adding a bunch of waste bins so the 330 dollars pays for them to do that education and that prep work for us Mm -hmm. to get us all set up and get going with green circle salon and davanas i don't know if other companies are doing i don't know if um other local salons that are doing it, we're able to do this. But they, Davinas gave us $330 worth of back bar. And back bar is all the stuff mm-hmm. that we use behind the shampoo bowl. So they gave us $330. So whatever we spent on our registration, they gave back to us. Mm. Free. Wow. Yeah. So they just, they want us to do it. I mean, yeah, they're great. Yeah, that's awesome. So is that company, is that available to consumers or is that just a salon brand? So it is available to consumers through salons. Um, so it's oh. a salon, right? So it's so it's yeah. like Aveda or L'Oreal or any of those brands. Yep. So um, there's a, sh- you know, shampoos, conditioners, styling products that we sell. They're available on their website as well. Um, I never regret being with them. I mean, choosing them as a brand. So if you go to their website, often it'll say, you know, go to your local salon and receive a free gift. So they Mm -hmm. send us quarterly, depending on how much we send, they send us the free gift to give you. Oh, wow. I mean, they are really, I don't know if it's like, I need to go to Italy. I don't know if they're all that sedimental (laughs) and great, (laughs) but they're like, you know what? You can buy it from us, but go to your local salon and receive a free gift. And then they send us the free gift to give you. So they're really trying to drive people into the doors of small businesses. And that's part yeah. of them being B certified, part of them, um, you know, they're, they're making money, but they're operating, you know, in a sustainable, feel good manner. Exactly. They're operating on their values, which sounds like you are too in your salon and how you run it. Try, I try. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. every aspect of life. I mean, I think it's, it, it comes back. Yeah. I think the energy and the indoor air quality um, and cleaning products. So cleaning products, I try to use, you know, things that are healthy for the environment. I was using um, one of these brands where you put in the water and then you have like a solid pill that you drop into the container. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was Blue Land what we're, is what we were using. Um, so yeah, we use I that. Use that too. Do you use that? Yep. So I, yeah. um, so we use that for most of what we do. We do not like the glass cleaner at all. And the glass is very important to us. We need to see how beautiful our customers are in the mirror. So, mm-hmm. so, um, we end up using, um, I don't know how good it is, like a spray away glass cleaner. I don't know mm-hmm. how good way, how good that is, but it, it works really beautifully on the mirrors. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, we try to um, keep green, um, low plastic, um, cleaning products in the salon. And then the energy that we use, we use the energy for tomorrow through we energies. Mm. Um, so that's a program that we use at home and, um, we started using it at home because we got an electric car and we have two plug-in, we actually have two plug-in cars, one hybrid electric and one all electric. And so we plug in the car and people are like, well, you're burning coal to run your car. And I was like, well, maybe. So, so then I was like looking like, okay, how can I, can I put solar panels on my house? Can I do, you know, what can I do better? Do you mean? Um, so we energies has, um, like a focus on energy program and you can pick a level 25, 50, 75, or a hundred percent. And you pay a premium for your energy. And what we energies does is manufacture that energy. So if they have one megawatt of energy that they're putting on every day, and you and I and my business are all paying a premium for a megawatt and a half. Well, the premium that they charge for that extra half a megawatt, they have to use that 
money to invest in energy for tomorrow. They have to use that money to buy another windmill to mm. collect more methane off of um, the landfill. So they have to use that premium that they charge um, to buy more green energy to put on the grid. So we do 100% at home and we do 100% at the salon. Okay. So we... It's not not necessarily like community solar. We are not buying the solar electricity specifically. You're buying for the potential for them to buy it in the future, right? So um, you are you are buying it, but there's no guarantee that you know the way electricity works. If we have if we have a coal burning plant that's really close to our house, and the and we energies is you know getting the hydroelectric from you know 50 miles away. Well, we're probably getting the coal energy, but they're mm-hmm. putting they're putting that on the grid you know, okay. 50 miles away. So they are, so they, we energies is working towards having more and more green energy on the grid. And yeah. So yes and no, I guess yep. I, that's not a really clear answer, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. So we do that um, at the salon and at home and it actually gives us um, comfort zone, which is Davinas's sister company is skincare line. And when um, depending on how much we spend in a quarter, we get rewards back mm. for back bar. Like we did when we started Green Circle Salon, we got those reward we got those reward dollars back to spend on things mm. that we use on our customers. Not necessarily things that we're selling, but things that we use in house. And because we're buying green energy, they also give us a little bit more um, rewards on the other end, which is oh yeah, because they're great. <laughs> nice wow that's that's a really fascinating way to do it of if your customer has these certain green practices you're willing to you know invest more in them and spend more on them that's a really cool like supplier yeah. um yeah Model. like yeah 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 that's really cool okay so we talked a lot about what you're doing right now so i I'm really curious to hear what your vision for the future is. What would you like to see um, your salon, you know, evolve into if you have a vision? Yeah. I mean, I think a little bit bigger, you know, I don't ever want to be this mega salon where I, you know, can't say hi to every one of my employees every day. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I think if we had right now, we have one stylist other than myself. So two stylists and an esthetician, you know, if we, could double that if we had four stylists and two estheticians or stu- two spa room kind of providers that would that would be the max I would want to be um, because I don't need you mean like I don't need to be that big environment I, I like the small environment mm-hmm. I like being able to know who my customer is when they walk through it, whether they're seeing me or whether seeing you know one of the other service providers in the salon mm-hmm. um, and then you know there are things that we can do better there are some nozzles that I saw for our shampoo bowls. Um, water pressure is important when we're rinsing out color. If we've painted your whole head full of, you know, slime to color your hair, we need to use a lot of pressure to get that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are low flow um, heads for the shampoo bowls. Um, so we were looking at getting those. I mean, I think continuing to to do more or as much as we can in-house is great. Um, I'm pretty busy. I have three kids um, and a business. So, you know, as, as they move through high school, I have two in high school. As they graduate and I get more time, you know, I would like to see us do more in the community. Um, you know, maybe buy a building and, and use some of the sustainable practices that I do at home in a way that people can see them in a bigger way. Do you mean mm-hmm. you can have green grass, but you don't need to blanket spray it with pesticide. <laughs> and yes. do you know what I mean? Like you can yeah, spot treat it. Yeah. I mean, there's, you can use mulorganite. There's, there's things that you can do. Um, and I think if I have a building in the future, I think that would be a good thing to show people like, Hey, we can collect rainwater and water our flowers. And maybe we could have some raised bed with vegetables and, we can right. donate that to a food pantry. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think um, the possibilities are endless, but I, I don't ever want to be big. I think I just want to be more green. You know what I mean? More 
independent, more inspirational to people that come into the salon. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's a really interesting and cool like vision of using your space, not just for the salon, but for a broader purpose of the, you know, demonstrating how it can be done. Cause yeah. that's really important too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's, it's like somebody walking in again with a product that they had and they're like, well, this isn't, you know, good for the environment or that. Well, it's already here. <laughs> like just use uh, that up, but going uh-huh. forward, what are we going to do? You know, um, if I, you know, I, I really do want to buy a piece of land or a property to operate out of instead of renting. And I think mm-hmm. that would, you know, that would be the next level to, um, show and to be for my customers. But how great would it be if it's 70 degrees and somebody has color in their hair and they don't want to read a magazine, they can go outside and they can sit in a garden or, you know, mm. pick weeds. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if that's relaxing to them, they could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds so nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. And I think, I think with the pandemic, I think it really makes you think about what you want. I mean, I, I mean, I think, a lot of people have reevaluated. A lot of people are doing career changes. A lot of people are doing um, things for themselves and their families that are that are more sustainable. I think we kind of got caught running around like crazy, and you know, mm-hmm. um, myself included. You know, yeah. I think I think the answer to that question would have been a lot different a year and a half ago. Oh yeah, that's so true. Yeah, There's a lot different priorities now yeah of yeah figuring out what's really important and yeah the being outside growing your own vegetables um that sort of thing is really important yeah and and people's yards looked great this summer i mean (laughs) people's yards were amazing yeah and i think they enjoyed themselves i mean i i have some planters outside the salon that i keep flowers in like window boxes and i went to get greens um and and I have trees in my backyard I could cut the greens out of in the woods. But I was like, well, I'll go to Home Depot and I'll see what they have. And there was nothing. It was mm. it was cleaned out. I mean, everybody, you know, they put garland up. They put, you know, there was trees, but um, yeah. It people people are doing stuff at home. They're trying to do the right thing to um, keep each other safe. And and I think it really makes us evaluate what we're doing. Um, for me, I mean, what I'm doing in my own life, in my own, um, you know, I, I started focusing on single-use plastic in my house because I've been home. Mm-hmm. And and I think people are seeing all the stuff that they've accumulated and they're cleaning it out and they're like, did I need all of this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we were running around like crazy and was that sustainable? And I don't, I don't think it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, do you have any visions for um, energy or water um, for the future? Yeah. I mean, I think um, I talked about doing the water, um, the lower, the, to use less water in our shampoo process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's one of the things that I w- see for the future. Um, you know, owning our own property and maybe collecting some rainwater to do, you know, I don't know, like the, the ultimate vision would be that your hair would get washed with rainwater. That'd be mm-hmm. the, the ultimate future, but I don't know if that's possible, you know, mm-hmm. you know, in the next 10 years, but maybe in the next 20. Um, you know, Wales has connected to um, Waukesha's water system with our sewage. Not, and not 100%, but the high school ha- was a big consumer of water and their waste was getting sent. They, they were getting their septic pumped multiple times. And they started sending their waste to Waukesha. And then our building that we're in is hooked up to the Waukesha um, sewer system. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, water is very important, you know, for all of us. Um, I know that whales were having a problem that somebody that's connected to the water is dumping something in that's costing us more. Oh, no. Um, Which, you know... It is what it is, but we don't know who it is. But I think we're always talking about water. Um, any Anybody that has a business, anybody that is paying a water bill in Wales is upset. They're pissed because yeah. somebody's dumping something. You know what I mean? So, um, And then Wales is on a high point. It's a high point between Madison and Milwaukee. 
Um, so we, and we have a lot of um, gravel. So there is a lot of rain barrels around and people are becoming more aware. I think, I think I've seen the green team doing work in Wales. Do you do a green something in Wales? Yeah. Yeah. We used to have a uh, Wales green team specifically, but we've done, um, we've done some cleanups in the area and definitely some, yeah, workshops and things around too. Yeah. So I think Wales, I mean, people are, people are becoming more aware of water, I guess. I don't know if I'm answering your question or if I'm just (laughs) rambling. No, yeah, it no, it make it makes sense that yeah, people are becoming more aware and I mean just your understanding of, you know, being a high point and having people dumping and I think that's becoming a lot more common of like Yeah. understanding we don't just, you know, you don't just throw stuff down the drain and it goes away. It yeah. doesn't nothing ever goes away. It's just where it goes next. Right. And so understanding that system and the circularity of, you know, water, especially because it's such a circular system, it's so important to understand where we fit and how we can make it better. Yeah. Um, Many of the shampoos and conditioners that we put down the drain at the salon um, are everything. Most everything is biodegradable. I think there's pieces of the color that are not biodegradable. They're mineral. So they're not really biodegradable, but the essential line um, has each each thing has a um, farmer's name on it, and it says, you know, this is from Mr. Dialetti's farm in Italy, and mm-hmm. it tells you where the farm is, and the the surfactants in there, the things that make your hair bubbly and soapy, those mm-hmm. are I think four um, four to twelve four to six weeks, I don't know, maybe eight to 12 weeks. They, they've actually done studies where they put them in the water and they're completely undetectable in weeks, mm. not months, but weeks. So even if it's eight weeks, it's two months, but it's, <laughs> it's weeks, not years. I mean, so um, yeah. when they go into the water system, they're not hard on the system. Um, they're biodegradable, which is, yeah. I think when you're using a, you know, anything on your skin, you know, or hair or, Anything that you're putting down the drain, you know, your toilet bowl cleaner, is it biodegradable? Why, why, why is that important? Well, because it gets recycled and then people drink it <laughs> or, right? it go, or it goes back into the river. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We had an episode recently about um, clean beauty products in general and the importance of, you know, making them clean because they go on your body. But then there's the second component of making them clean because then they go down the drain. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's just as important. Yeah. Um, all the, all the scrubby things that we have, you know, for, mm-hmm. we have some for your scalp. We have some for your face. Most of those are jojoba beads. So they're from jojoba. Um, so they're biodegradable. And then we do have a salt that is a scrub, mm. which obviously salt is, you know, just washes away. And, but, yeah. you know, we wouldn't want to be putting large quantities down into the sewer system. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This has been completely fascinating and I feel like we could talk for another hour, Probably. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to wrap all this up, um, I always like to ask what, what can listeners do with this? Um, so, well, first of all, we know that we can go to green circle salon, right. And yep. look up the directory of what salons are available in their network. Yep. Um, another framing of this question though, is what questions should listeners ask their salons to determine, you know, how environmentally conscious they are, or is there anything specifically we should be looking out for when we choose a salon? Yeah. I mean, I think when you're putting anything on your body, um, you should be looking to see like, okay, well, what is this, you know, most salons carry a line or two lines and, you know, uh, you could, before you ask any questions or, or while you're there, you can ask the question, you know, is this good for me? Is this good for the environment? You know, are these products sustainable? You know, there are, there are a lot of um, salon lines that are going in this direction. And I think it's, it's the way of the future for all of us in every aspect of our life, which probably makes me sound like a crazy person, <laughs> but um, not to people that are probably listening to this podcast, maybe not a crazy person, but uh, Aveda, you know, they're going in this direction. There's a brand out of Minnesota called Onesta. They're going in this direction. A lot of brands are going in this direction because we see 
um, the future, but we're also putting these chemicals on your hair every day. Our hands are in it. And, you know, we, we want to be healthy ourselves. I mean, mm. <laughs> I mean, like be, before I put anything on, I'm going to have a whole nother hour conversation, but before I, you know, put something on you or sell you something, it's going on me and I'm yeah. breathing it in all day. So, you know, the question could be, what are you doing for yourself? Do you, are you ever concerned about the chemicals that you're using? And then oh, that's a great question. They would, they would come back with an answer that would be like, wow, I never thought of that. And maybe they'll think about it for the future. Or they're going to give you a really beautiful answer about, you know what, we try to use more natural products. Um, this is why. And you, you might end up, you know, leaving with a bag full of stuff. <laughs> you might, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, it should be their job to start the conversation because that's part of their revenue. But at the same time, um, we're in it all day. You know, what are you doing for yourself? Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 I think that'd be a, the best way to answer it or get the answer that you want. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Asking, yeah. Asking what the stylists are doing and how, how they feel about the product because yeah. they're in it every day. That's perfect. Yeah. Why are you using what you're using? You know? Yeah. And Hopefully it's, you know, it performs well and, you know, they're in it all day up to their elbows. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Breathing it. Oh, yeah. Great. Well, I think that's a perfect way to end. And we've got a couple of resources that we can work with in the future. So thank you so much, Alex. This has yeah, been fascinating welcome. and illuminating. And I never knew so much about salons. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, we are we're always looking for the future. I mean, the future of fashion and the future of the planet. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you. Make sure to check out Greencast on Facebook, where we post the most up-to-date information, release episodes, provide a lot more resources about things you heard on the show and have conversations about episodes and sustainability in Waukesha, Wisconsin and beyond. Also, if you're interested in the Waukesha County Green Team, please check out our website and Facebook page and come to one of our board meetings. They're always open to the public. Greencast is produced through the Waukesha County Green Team by Alec Lapoitovin and Laura Laux, with help from Stacey Balsley. Our theme music is by Dan Krill and Emma Kopel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, sustainability starts with all of us.